Hare Krishna devotees, Dandavat Pranam, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Today we are so fortunate to have His Grace Sarvadik Prabhuji from Mayapur. And today Prabhuji will enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter 4, Verse 26. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Dandavat Pranam, please take over the call. Thank you Mataji, Dandavat Pranam to you and Pranam to all the Vaishnavas and Vaishnavis that are joining on this call today. So let us offer respectful obeisances to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Srimad Bhagavatam, Srila Prabhupada, Vajitanya, and all the devotees. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaiva Narotamam. Devim Swarasatim Pyasam Tato Jayam Udirayat Nashta Pradesha Baddeshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhakti Bhagavati Naishtuki Krishna Swadamo Bhagavati Dharma Gyana Dibisaha Kalo Nashtadisham Heshak Paranoko Dunobitam we're very fortunate to be reading Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter 4, Text 26, as follows. Vidoparamo manaso nama rupa, rupa sedrishta smriti sampramo shat. Ya iyate kevalaya sasamstaya, ansaya tasmai suchi satmane namaha. Yada, when in trance, uparama, complete cessation. Manasa, of the mind, nama rupa, material names and forms. Rupasya, of that which they appear, of that by which they appear. Drishta, of material vision, smriti, and of remembrance, sampramoshat, due to the destruction, ya, who, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, iyate, is perceived, kevalaya, with spiritual, sasamstaya, with his own original form, ansaya, unto the Supreme Pure, tasmai, unto him, suchisadmane, who is realized only in the pure state of spiritual existence. Namaha. I offer my respectful obeisances. Translation. When one's consciousness is completely purified of the contamination of material existence, gross and subtle, without being agitated as in the working and dreaming states, and when the mind is not dissolved as in susupti, deep sleep, one comes to the platform of trance. Then one's material vision and the memories of the mind, which manifest names and forms, are vanquished. Only in such a trance is the Supreme Personality of Godhead revealed. Let us offer our respectful obeisances under the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is seen in that uncontaminated, transcendental state. Purport by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. There are two stages of God-realization. One is called Sugyayam are very easily understood, generally by mental speculation, and the other is called Durgayam, understood only with difficulty. Paramatma realization and Brahman realization are considered Sugyayam, but realization of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is Durgayam. As described here, one attains the ultimate realization of the Personality of Godhead when one gives up the activities of the mind thinking, feeling, and willing, or in other words, when one mental speculation stops. This transcendental realization is above sushupti, 
deep sleep. In our gross conditional stage, we perceive things through material experience and remembrance. And in the subtle stage, we perceive the world in dreams. The process of vision also involves remembrance and also exists in a subtle form. Above gross experience and dreams is sushupti, deep sleep. And when one comes to the completely spiritual platform transcending deep sleep, he attains trance, vishuddha sattva, or Vasudev sattva, in which the personality of Godhead is revealed. Akta Krishna Namadi Nabevit Grayam Indriyai Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhya Lida Chapter 17 Verse 136 As long as one is situated in duality on the sensual platform, gross or subtle, realization of the original personality of Godhead is impossible. Sevan Mukhi Hijivado Svayameva Sparatyada When one engages his senses in the service of the Lord, specifically, when one engages the tongue in chanting Hare Krishna mantra and tasting only Krishna Prasad for the spirit of service, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is revealed. This is indicated in this verse by the word Suchi Sadmane. Suchi means purified. By the spirit of rendering service with one's senses, one's entire existence becomes Suchi Sadma, the platform of uncontaminated purity. Daksha therefore offers his respectful obeisances under the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is revealed on the platform of Suchi Sadma. In this regard, Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur quotes the following prayer by Lord Brahma from Srimad Bhagavatam, 10th Canto, 14th Chapter, verse 6. Tatapi Bhuman Mahimagunasya Tivibodam Arhat Amalantar Atmabhi. One who, quote, one whose heart has become completely purified, my Lord, can understand the transcendental qualities of your Lordship and can understand the greatness of your activities. Om Ajnana Timarandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshur Unmilitanjena Tasmai Sri Guruve Namaha Ajanu Lambita Bajoka Nakabadato Sankirtanaika Pitaro Kamalaya Taksho Vishambaro Dvijavaro Jugadharma Palo Vande Jagatpriyakuro Karunavataro Vande Nantad Bhutashayam Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhum Nichopi Yat Prasadat Sad Bhakti Shastra Pavartaka Nityananda Maham Nomi Sarvananda Karam Param <coughs> Hari Nama Param Devam Avaduta Shurom Nim Nilachala Vinasaya Nityaya Paramatmane Balabadrusabadrabhyam Jagannathaya Te Namaha Bansha Kopatu Vishakrupa Sindhu Devacham Patitanam Gavadibyo Vaishnavibyo Namonama Vindai Tulsi Devai Priyayakeshavasicha Krishna Bhakti Pradidevi Satyavajaya Namonamam. There's some very interesting points made in this purport and gives us some idea what self-realization actually entails. People talk, they sort of bandy the, the, the phrase around self-realization, but people hardly even know what it means. And in this translation and purport, Srila Prabhupada gives us some specific information. Bhagavatam gives us specific information what is required to come to that stage, to actually experience the self. First thing is to, complete, is to become free from gross conception of life. This is described here in the, in the translation as the contamination of material existence. How can we be spiritual <laughs> if we're contaminated by material existence? And this is, but, but this is what we see in society. They're fully contaminated by all kinds of anarchists, 
all kinds of sinful activities, and they jabber and blabber about self-realization. It's impossible as long as one is contaminated by material existence. And that is categorized here as gross and subtle also. Gross means body and senses. Krishna describes this in, in Bhagavad Gita. Bhumara panalovayu kammano evacha ahankara itinam vinna prakritir ashtada. He categorizes material elements, earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intellect, and ego. Five gross categories and three subtle categories. Buddhi, mana, hankar. Gross category means our body. The bones, the skin, the flesh, the blood, the sinews, the tendons, the different organs of the body. This is gross existence. But people, by and large, don't even get past that to the subtle stage of contamination, which is buddhi manahankar, mental existence. What is going on in the mind, intellectual platform, rejecting and accepting. People never even get to that stage. But these things have to be transcendent if we're going to get to understand what is self-realization, experiencing the self by, trans by passing by these different gross and subtle stages. Described as shushupti. Shushupti means deep sleep when we're unconscious. There's different stages of sleep. When we're dozing, you're you're still aware of your surroundings to some extent, but you're not exactly awake, but you're not exactly asleep either. Then comes deep sleep when you're completely unconscious. You don't know where you are. It's like being anesthetized in a, a surgical operation. You're just gone, no consciousness. This is called shushupti. And then there's uh, rapid eye REM sleep, where you're dreaming. So this, the soul is transcendental to all this. And who is the dreamer? Who is the experience of the dream? Who is experiencing the different sensual activities? Just like I'm wearing glasses to look at this, this page in my computer. But my glasses can't see. It's a seeing instrument so that I can see. Same thing with my eye. My eye is, a de is dead. It's a dead matter. It has a retina, an optic nerve, uh, a cornea, an iris. All different parts of the eye are there. And they help me, the soul, to navigate my way through the material world. These are called uh, John Indrias. Knowledge inquiring indri uh, senses. Or a sense of sight, sense of touch, of smell, of taste by which we navigate throughout the material world. But people never come to think, who am I beyond the vehicle? Just like we have these eyes. They're like the windshield in a car, the headlights in a car. And we're looking out into the world through the windshield. And we're, we're navigating, driving our car, our yantra, through the experiences of life, all the different sensual and mental experiences of life that have actually nothing to do whatsoever with the reality of life. In the Bhagavad Gita, in the 15th chapter, the first verse in the 15th chapter, gives us very interesting in insight into our situation in this material world. There it said, Urdhva Mula Madakshakam Ashvatam Praharabhyayam Chandamsi Yasya Parnani Yastam Veda Savedavid That Bhagavad, uh, Lord Krishna is describing to Arjuna that there is a tree in this world with its branches up, with its roots up, and its branches down. 
every tree we see in this world is very firmly rooted in the soil. Its roots are in the soil, roots are down, and branches are up. So where do we see a tree with its branches down, the leaves are down, and the roots are up? This we see in a reflection. So Krishna is comparing the whole material creation, this material world, to ref a reflection. A reflection of what? Of reality. A reflection can't exist without reality, isn't it? Do we ever see a reflection without substance? Reflection means there's substance behind the reflection. If you look in a mirror, there has to be someone looking in the mirror. If you look at a reflection in water, there has to be something reflected in the water. What is the substance? The reflection is only illusory. It has no real meaning. It's, a, it's like a dream. Dream is real, but it's only a dream. It's transitory. It has no substance to it. It's, really, it's ultimately meaningless. So this material world is described by Krishna to be a reflection. And in that reflection, we see different features. Let's say, for example, the reflected tree is a mango tree with its branches down and its roots up. And on that reflected image are hanging mango fruits. Can you pick one of those fruits from the reflection and enjoy it? We cannot. But in illusion, we think we're actually enjoying something substantial. And it's not substantial at all. It's only a reflection. Why does a mango exist? Philosophical question. People say, well, because we have to eat. Go deeper. Why does a mango exist? Why do, why do relationships, why is there mother, father, lovers, children, aunts, uncles, all the, the trees and creation, why do all of these things exist? Because there's, an, there's a substance that is real, the kingdom of God. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, there is another world that's not destroyed like this world is restored. That is a substantial world, the kingdom of God. That world is the real world. This is where the real tree lives. The real mango tree is there. The real mango is there. The, the substantial existence of the soul, the kingdom of God, this is where we belong. But we're busy trying to pick a mango from a reflection. We're trying to enjoy a reflection. We're trying to enjoy a relationship that they can't last in this world. We're trying to enjoy a life that can't last in this material world. It's all vyaya. There is an abhyaya world, an eternal world. But to get there, we have to become free from the impurity of gross and subtle contamination that's described in this verse. To come to the stage. What is the word that's described here? Mm, something sadma. Excuse me, I forgot. Suchi sadmane. Who is realized only in the pure state of spiritual existence. So if we're completely enamored, if we're intoxicated with material life, how will we come to that stage? We cannot. And what are the symptoms of that stage? Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Ishuro hamaham bogi siddhoham balavansuki. These are the symptoms of a demoniac person. And don't we have those qualities to some degree? We think, Ishuro ham, I am the controller. I'll arrange my life in such a way that everything will be very nice. And the whole world lives their life in that way. 
to embrace what we consider to be very positive and worthwhile and meaningful in our life. And we want to avoid those things that interrupt our, our, our uh, enjoyment, in the our so-called enjoyment in the material. But it's all playing in the reflection of reality. We're not embracing reality. We think, but how much control do we actually have? Not very much. Some people think they're big controllers, but the big, powerful controller, CEO, powerful man, multimillionaire, his whole life can be destroyed by a tiny bacteria injected into his body by a mosquito. This uh, inf influenza, encephalitis, uh, all, uh, all, all different diseases coming, malaria, coming one tiny little bacteria living in the gut of a mosquito. He bites you, injects that into your body, and you die. How much control do we have? How much control do we have over the functions of our own body? The heart is beating, but how much control do we The heart will stop beating someday. We're breathing. We'll also stop breathing someday. Do we have control over our own breath? Do we have control over the beating of our heart? How much control do we actually have? But people think, Ishroham, I am the controller. Maybe we can decide what we're going to eat for breakfast, but beyond that, how much control do we have actually have? Hardly anything at all. Ishroham, Aham Bogi, we think I am the enjoyer. How much can we actually enjoy? What is ours to enjoy? We think the whole world is meant for enjoyment, and this is the cause of conflict in human society. Think about it. Ukraine is thinking, it is my country. Let's kill the Russians. Because they've invited, they've, I'm the enjoyer of this company, this country. They've invaded my country and I will kill them. And the Russians are thinking, this is our land, we will take it. We are the enjoyers of this land, it is ours. This, this principle, I am the enjoyer, spoils the whole future of human society. The whole uh, way in which human society can make progress towards the ultimate goal of life, which is to become Krishna conscious. This is the antithesis of the peace formula, where, where Krishna says, you want to be peaceful? Then give up this idea that I'm the enjoyer, I'm the proprietor, I'm the master. Then he's the enjoyer, he's the proprietor, he's the well-wishing friend. Then Shanti and Rich to see, then there can be peace. But as long as we think, I'm the enjoyer, how is it possible? to become self-realized. This is a demoniac quality. Sedoham, I am perfect. This is material science. Because we've extended our sensual perception through a microscope, electron microscope, we can look at atoms, or we can look at universes, so big, big telescopes. But our senses are imperfect. What can we actually know? Persons who are actually knowledgeable were introspective and thoughtful, deeply intelligent, like Albert Einstein. What did he say? He said, I'm simply picking up pieces of sand from the beach of knowledge. He doesn't think I'm perfect. I know it all. I've discovered DNA. I understand evolution. These are all the, the talking and speculation of imperfect persons, yet they think I'm perfect and I'll tell you. This is material science. Compared to what we don't know, what we know is insignificant, absolutely insignificant. Thoughtful people like Einstein say, 
I'm just picking up a few grains of knowledge from the beach, the millions and trillions of grains of sand on the beach. I've picked up a few grains only. They don't think, Siddhoham, I'm perfect. Balavan, materialistic people want to become very powerful. I have to, I have to laugh. When I'm in big cities, Delhi, Calcutta, Kanpur, I see these weightlifting studios. It's like Western influence come to India. Western Maya, reborn, reincarnated in India. And you see these young men, they want to make their biceps big and powerful. And, they, and their chest big and powerful to attract young ladies. Again, how much powerful power do they have? A little mosquito, a little germ. A little cholera germ, a little cancer, their whole life is finished. How powerful can they actually be? They're very weak. Have, accepting a material body makes us very, very weak. So, Ishwaraham, Hambogi, Sedoham, Balaman, Suki, because I'm perfect, powerful, and, and therefore I'm very happy. This is the problem. This is our problem in material life. That we've, we're diving into this, this reflection of reality and trying to be happy. It can't be reality. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Na sato vidyate bhavo, na bhavo vidyate sata, ubayor apidushtan tas tanayos tattvadarshibi. Seers of the truth have t- have tell us that what is sat and what is asat. Sat means that thing which exists forever, and asat means that thing which is temporary. This whole world is asat. The mango tree, the creation, family, our own body, everything is Asat. But we want to stay here and, and live like this forever. And this is our whole disease. And Krishna consciousness means to cultivate bhakti, to become free from being dragged by the mind. Yes, Shasti Bhakti Bhagavati Kinshana. Sarvai Gunastacha Samasate Sura. Harava Bhakti Sukotoma Mahadguna Manomrite Nasato Dabatobi. What is the difference between a, a devotee, non devotee? Non-devotees dragged by their own mind. Manoratena. Manoratena means the chariot of their mind. And because they're dragged by their mind, their own mind and senses, they never develop any good quality. They never develop any insight. They're never able to appreciate what is their own situation in this material world. They can't understand what it is. They can't understand it's a reflection of the kingdom of God. And instead of looking to the kingdom of God, they're infatuated, intoxicated, with the reflection. Life after life after life doing the same horrible thing over and over again. And the species of animal as a cockroach, as a, as a tree, as a brahmin, as a shudra, as a dog, as a horse, a cow. Over and over again doing the same stupid thing. I will enjoy the reflection of reality. This is the problem. Mind's attachment to matter. Mind's attachment to illusion. So to come to the spiritual platform, we have to control the mind. Not such an easy thing. Sixth chapter, Bhagavad Gita, Krishna talks about it. Chanchalam himana Krishna, Ramati Balavadridham Tasyaham Nigraham Manne Vair Eva Sudushkaram. Arjuna told Krishna that my mind is chanchalam. It's very flickering. Balavadridham, very obstinate, very powerful. It's dragging me here and there. How can I control it? How can I practice this yoga system that you've described, I find it impossible. Krishna told him, you have to. 
to wherever and whatever your mind wanders to to its flickering, unsteady nature, one has to bring it back under control of the self. So this is Krishna consciousness. It begins not just mental discipline, uh, uh, physical discipline, but mental discipline also. This is very important in our practice of, of sadhana also. To come to the spiritual platform, we have to get past mental platform and be disciplined to practice mental yoga, to practice japa yoga, mantra yoga. When we're chanting japa, to be present with Krishna, not present with your mind. This is the whole problem with our japa. People think, they, sometimes they say to me, Prabhu, I've been chanting japa for 20 years. I don't have any taste for chanting. I've been reading Prabhupada's books for 20 years. I don't have any taste for reading. I've lost my taste for kirtan. Why have they lost taste? Because they're not present. They're not mindful. Be with Krishna when you chant japa. Don't be with your mind. Be with Prabhupada. Be with uh, the saints and sages of Bhagavatam. With Vidura. Be with Shukadev. Be with Parikshit. Be present in the story. See in your mind. Experience in your mind as you read the pages of Bhagavatam and get a taste in that way. But sometimes we read where eyes are scanning the page, but our mind is somewhere else. Our mouth is chanting mantra, but our mind is somewhere else. We're standing in kirtan in the temple, but our mind is somewhere else. Sometimes I notice that myself. I'm singing Gurvashtakam, and I'm chanting maybe the third or fourth verse, and all of a sudden, oh, Prabhupada. I have, my mind is completely empty. It's often left field. I'm supposed to be focusing Bande Gurochi, Charanaravind, and the beautiful lotus feet of my guru. But my mind is somewhere else. What is the value? And we wonder why I'm not getting a taste. Because we're not focusing. We're not mentally present. We're not mindful. Taking control of our mind, being with Krishna when we chant Japa. That this is my Krishna time. No WhatsApp, no Twitter, no mobile phone, no uh, television, no phone conversation. But turn it all off, pick up your beads and bring your mind to Krishna. And make that your Krishna time and get a taste. Bring your mind to Krishna's beauty, his form, his mercy, his power, his compassion, his leela, his devotees, his kingdom, his temples, his deity. Bring your mind to Krishna and when we chant Krishna's name, be with Krishna and you will get a taste. But if you're just looking at your watch, how much longer do I have to be doing this till I get pull that 16th bead down and I'm done? Srila <laughs> Prabhupada joked one time. He pulled down a 16th bead. He dramatically placed his bead bag on the table and he said, now I am done. I can do any damn thing I want. <laughs> is that what Japa is? He's, he's teasing us. But we think like that something. When will I finish that last, last 16th round? Then I can do what I want. We should be with Krishna and get a taste for chanting Krishna's name. Nam namakare bahuna nidja sarva shaktis. All his power, all his beauty, all his mercy. Everything, Nija Sarva Shaktis, all his Shakti, all his beauty, mercy, power, compassion, everything is imbued in his holy name. 
because his holy name is Krishna himself. No difference. Binatam nama namino. No difference between name Krishna and person Krishna, except there, one, there is one difference. What is that difference? The name of Krishna is more merciful than the person Krishna. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur said something very extraordinary that was deeply meaningful to me relative to our chanting of Krishna's name. He said that the holy name of Krishna will take me by the hand and take me back to Goloka. Think about this. What does it mean? That the holy name has hands. The holy name of Krishna has beautiful reddish lotus feet that are decorated with beautiful anklets, jeweled anklets. He's wearing beautiful Pitambara dhoti and Vajayanti garland. He's playing flute. The holy name wears peacock feather in his hair. He has, the holy name has beautiful black curling hair and is decorated with beautiful turban and golden earrings. And his beautiful blackish lotus face is decorated. The holy name has beautiful lotus petal eyes and bimba fruit teeth and bimba fruit lips and beautiful pearl-like teeth. This is the holy name. This is our meditation on the holy name. The personality of the holy name. When we chant Krishna's name, be with Krishna and you'll get a taste for Krishna. Don't just rattle it off your mouth as making some noise and you're pulling some beads down and wondering, why am I not getting a taste? Because we've not brought our mind, we've not conquered our own mind and brought our mind to the process. So the whole process of Krishna Bhakti, the whole process of developing clear consciousness is based on hearing. Hear and Jeev Jago, wake up. Hearing is a very powerful process. If we think about it, our whole existence is based on hearing. Our mother is our first guru because she speaks to us. She teaches us how to speak. We learn how the language we're familiar with. Our mother, we call it mother tongue. Why? Because we got it from our mother. Mother taught us how to speak, how to tie shoes, how to dress, how to bathe, what is safe, what is dangerous, what is edible, what is poisonous. We learn everything to mother from mother's speech, from hearing from mother's mouth, our first guru. When we go to college and, and, and school, how do we learn? Through our ear. So hearing is a very, very powerful process. And in Krishna consciousness, there's an added dimension to the process of hearing. It's called Shabda Brahman. Because when we hear Hari Kata, Krishna Kata, it has a whole dimension. It's because it's connected with Krishna. It has a spiritual effect. We can hear some material sound or sing some material sound. It has no effect. It may get stuck in your mind. It may please your senses to hear some beautiful music. But it has no spiritual power because it's not connected with Krishna. Something connected with Krishna is as good as Krishna. So when we hear Krishna Kata, what is the result? It destroys our unhappiness in this material world. It awakens our Krishna consciousness. Nitya Siddha Krishna Prema The love of God comes out because our chitta, our consciousness is purified by what? Shravanadi. Shuddha Chitta. And Koreya Udvai, love of God, wells up in our heart by the process of Krishna Bhakti, that it's all based on hearing. 
in the Srimad Bhagavatam, it said, Anartopasamam sakshat bhakti yoga manhuksajay lokasya janato vidvams chakre sattvata samhitam. That this, all these anartas we experience in life are external. They un, they're, have nothing to do with the soul. But bhakti yoga, the process of bhakti yoga is given to us by Veda Bhyas in Vedic literature, Bhag, Bhagavatam especially. Next verse says, Yasyam Bhai Shuyamananam Shuyamananam Krishna Paramapurusha Bhaktir Utpadyate Pumsa Shoka Moha Bayaha. Very important verse. Shoka Moha Bayapaha. That by hearing about Krishna, Shuyamananam, if we hear this simple thing, Prabhupada said, simple thing, simply hear. Over and over again, he told us, simply hear. No big austerity, no big yajna, no sacrifice, no dhan, brata, tapa, homa, brata. Just simply hear. Shuyamananam. And hear what? Krishna Paramapurushe. About the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Krishna. What is the result? Bhaktir Utpandite Pungsa. That bhakti wells up automatically, wells up utpadyate in our heart simply by this process of hearing about Krishna. And shoka moha bayapaha. All these things, bayapaha, they're conquered. Shoka, lamentation. Shoka, moha, illusion. Baya, fear. All the things that afflict us are destroyed by this simple process of hearing. Krishna Paramapurush. Hearing about the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Krishna. Many places in Bhagavatam we hear this. But what is our disease? Shotavya Dini Rajendra Ninam Shanti Sahasrasa Apashitam Atmatattvam Griheshu Grihamedinam. We talk Prajalpa. We talk about many things. Shotavya Dini Ninam Sahasrasa. Thousands of topics we have to talk about. Politics. What's happening in the world? The, the economy and politics, and relationships, and money, and so many things we have to talk about. But do we talk about Krishna? Do we spend time, when we meet devotees, do we gossip about people? Do we talk about where to buy something, where to get a good price, what you read on the internet, what you saw on television, if you have a television, if you do have one, get rid of it. We have many things to talk about, but do we talk about Krishna? We don't talk about Krishna. Why? Atmatattvam is missing. We're not tuned in to our own self-interest. Apashitam atmatattvam. Because there's no atmatattva. Because atmatattva is lacking understanding of our real interest in life. Then we become involved in what? Griheshu, grihamedinam. All topics centered around our home life. So we have to introduce the sound of Krishna's kata in our dull, snake-like whole ears to hear Krishna kata because this is the process to conquer the mind and purify the mind to make it a, a suitable place to come in touch with the soul, to come in touch with the atma, to have Krishna manifest. Prabhupada talks about in the purport, Vishuddha Sattva, Vasudev Sattva, from that platform, Krishna's realized, not from the platform, mental platform, 
sensual platform. We can go on in that way for millions of lifetimes and never get a scent, a hint of Krishna Bhakti. What is the solution? We have to hear. There's another series of verses in I think first canto, I can't remember. Anyway, it says Shundatam Shadeya Niptam Shundatam Shadeya Niptam Gunatascha Chacheshitam Kalena Nati Dirgaina Bhagwan Vishite Vridi. This means that if we hear Shundatam means to hear about Krishna. When we hear about Krishna with great determination, with enthusiasm and determination, what is the result? Very soon, Bhagavan Vishate Kudi, the Krishna, manifests his presence in our heart. He is already there. We read in Bhagavad Gita, Sarvasya Chaham Hridi Sandi Vishto, Ishvara Sarva Bhutanam Hridi. He's present in our heart. He's there, but do we have relationship with him? Are we hearing his friendly advice to us? Are we hearing? Are we appreciating his presence in our own heart? But Bhagwan Vishatevridi, he manifests his presence in our heart. How? By hearing. By focused hearing. By enthusiastic hearing. Next verse says, Pravishtakana Randrena Swanam Bhavasavaruham Dunoti Shamalam Krishna Salila Sayatashara. Pravishta Karna Rundrena, how Pravishta, how is Krishna manifest? How does he come and sit within our own heart and manifest a relationship? How do we experience a relationship with Krishna in our own heart? How does that happen? Karna Rundrena, through our ear. When the sound of Srimad Bhagavatam especially enters our ear, Swanam Bhava Sururuham, Bhava Sururuham means that we experience that Krishna comes and sits, a beautiful analogy is spoken of here. That Sororaha means a lo- the lotus of our own heart, Baba. He manifests in the lotus of our own heart in a particular relationship based on the quality of our hearing. And Salilasiyatasharat. By this, all inauspicious things are removed from our heart. Lust, anger, greed, fear, envy, all the horrible things that make us suffer make us unhappy in this world, that we embrace as if it's nectar, which in actuality is poison, and makes us unhappy, unsatisfied, depressed in this life. All of those things are removed. How? Karnarandrena. When we allow the sound vibration of Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, Ramayan, Mahabharata, Chaitanya Charitamrita, all these wonderful shastras that are at our fingertips, when we allow that sound vibration to enter our ear, Krishna manifests himself in our heart. Next verse says, Dotatma, uh, Sakata Krishna. Uh, Dotatma, Sakata Krishna, Panamulam, Namunshate, Mukta Sarva Klesha, Panta Swasharanam Yata. This means, that dotatma, that if one becomes purified in this way, dotatma means a purified person, a sanctified person. Purusha Krishna, who, in, who has become purified in relationship with Krishna. Padamulam namunshati means he'll never give up Krishna Bhakti. Nothing can deviate him from Krishna Bhakti, like Haridas Thakur. Haridas Thakur was threatened by the Kazi. 
that you're so unfortunate that you were born in a good Muslim family and you're taking up this Hindu chanting of, of God's name, Hindu God's name, you stop this or we will kill you. He responded, cut my body into millions of pieces. I don't care. I will never give up the chanting of the holy name of Krishna. We should have such determination. This is the effect, do tatma, of a purified person. Dotam Purusha Krishna Pada Mulam Namunchite. He'll never give up the chanting of Krishna's name in any circumstance of life. Sometimes it's easy for us to chant when there's things are going our way, when there's prosperity, peace of mind, family happiness. Then no then we can chant. But when there's trouble, we think, Oh Krishna, why are you doing this to me? I'm your devotee, don't you know? Devotee thinks in happiness and distress. That in happiness and distress, whatever you give me, I'm happy. This is also your mercy. Queen Kunti prayed like that. Give me more trouble. Give me more trouble. Because when I see that trouble, I see you. And when I see you, I no longer see repeated birth and death. Apunar bhavadarshanam. So trouble is also Krishna. So when trouble comes, we should be happy. Oh, thank you, Krishna. When, when happiness comes, we should be thankful. Thank you, Krishna. And happiness and distress. Sukhe dukhe bolo nako sada hari bole dako Thakur said. And happiness and distress, go on chanting Krishna's name. And never give up. But mukta sarva klesha, Krishna is saying. Bhagavatam is telling us. And by this process of hearing, we become free from klesh. We become free from misery of material existence. Mukta sarva klesha, panta swarashananam yata. Just like a traveler, after an arduous journey, feels at home, feels relaxed when he comes to his own home. Prabhupada gives the example. People go out and they struggle hard just to create material prosperity. They travel to the mountains, to the forest, to other countries, on a boat, on a car, on a train, struggling hard to accumulate wealth. But when they come home, ah, now I'm happy. So Krishna Bhakti is like this. We've come home to Krishna Bhakti. We've come home to Krishna. And what is the process? To hear Srinvatam Svakata. And this is the process of purifying the mind, coming to the higher stage of realization getting rid of the things that obstruct our relationship with Krishna. There's also a similar section in Srimad Bhagavatam, many places in Bhagavatam. This is prominent in the first canto. I used to recite this chapter. My service, when I was a new devotee in Denver, one of the services I did was to heat up Krishna's Radha Govinda's milk bhoga for the Mangal offering. So by the time the milk would boil, I could recite the, an entire chapter from the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. So I learned these verses that begin, Shrindvatam Svakata Krishna Punya Shravana Kirtana Vidyan Tastuya Bhadrani Vidunoti Suritsitam. Similar verse to the one we just discussed. Shrindvatam Svakata Krishna. When we hear about Krishna, that in itself is Punya. Punya Shravana Kirtana. By hearing and chanting about Krishna, we develop Punya, not mundane punya. We develop 
a bank account. We're making deposits in our Krishna bank account that will produce the effect of Krishna Prema in due course of time. It will fructify and the, the effect, the fructification of our deposits of hearing about Krishna every day, Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya, the effect of that will be in one day, Krishna Prema. Pridyantastu Abhadrani, Pridyantastu, all the things in our hridi, in our heart, all the Abhadrani are cleansed. Vidunoti Suratsatam, and we become Suratsatam, we become saintly just by hearing about Krishna. Next verse, famous verse, Nashtaprayesha Bhadreshu, Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya, Bhagavati Uttama Shloke, Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtaki. That Nashtaprayesha, all these inauspicious things, Abhadreshu, are destroyed almost to nil. How Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya, that every day you spend time to hear about Krishna. If we don't, why shall we call ourselves devotees? What kind of devotees are we if we don't hear about Krishna? If we don't make arrangement to hear? If you're driving to work, what do you listen to? You listen to the radio, some garbage news, some love song, some guzzle, some bhangra? Or do you listen to Harikata? Do you listen to some... There's so many powerful speakers in ISKCON that are giving us so much knowledge. Do you listen to them or you listen to the news? We should find time to hear Krishna when you're cooking, when you're doing laundry, when you're getting, dressing in the morning. Find time to hear about Krishna. And what is the effect? Nashta Prayeshu Abhadrisha. All the Abhadra, all the inauspicious things in our heart are destroyed almost to nil. And what is the effect? Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki. We come to Naishtiki Bhakti, irrevocable. Dridavrata bhakti, just by hearing, just by the process of hearing, allowing that sound vibration to enter our ears. Next verse says, Tadarajastamo bhava, kamalo bhaja yaschaye, cheta itaira navidam stitam sattve prasidati. Lust and greed, calm and rajas, calm and crowed and labha, labha and rajas, all the, the modes of passion and ignorance are destroyed. And we become stita sattve prasidati. We become fixed in goodness. Because without mode of goodness, how will you go up? Vurdham gachtanti sattvasta madhye tishtanti rajasa jaganyaguna pratista adho gachtanti tamasa In the mode of goodness, we go up. Vurdham gachtanti sattvasta sattva means we go up. We make progress. We can come to the highest stage of, of Vishuddha Sattva, pure devotional service. Sattva Guna is the point of embarking for the higher journey. It's like if you want to fly from Calcutta to Mumbai, what do you have to do? You have to go to the airport. If we want to make progress, further progress in spiritual life, what do we have to do? We have to come to the mode of goodness. Urdham Gatsanti Sattva that we go up the mode of goodness. Rajasa means we stay in this world. And mode of darkness, mode of ignorance takes us down to animal species. So important thing, how to come to mode of goodness? Hear about Krishna. 
And what is the result? Next verse describes further result. Evam prasana manasol, Bhagavad Bhakti Yogata, Bhagavad Tattva Gyanam, Mukta Sangasya Jayate. We become prasanatma. We become happy. Who doesn't want to be happy in this world? Everyone wants happiness. But they don't. The saddest thing, people do not know how to find happiness. They don't even know where to look. Where are they looking? They're looking in the, in the relationship. They're looking in a bar. They're looking in a football stadium. They're looking in a movie theater. They're looking in a bottle. They're looking in a cigarette. They're looking in drugs. Looking everywhere where they'll only find misery. What is the problem? We have a, a Krishna-shaped hole in our heart. And only Krishna can fill that hole. You can't fill it with a bottle. You can't fill it with drugs. You can't fill it with a relationship. You can only fill it with Krishna. And how do we fill it with Krishna? We fill it by hearing. We become happy. We become liberated by hearing. By hearing about Krishna. Next verse is Bidhite Ridya Grantis Shiyante Chasya Karmani Drishta Evatmanishwari. Ultimately, we become self realized and we understand Drishta Evatmanishwari that I am the Atma, I am in charge, my mind is not in charge, my senses are not in charge, and I refuse to be dragged by my mind and senses into the material world. I'm done with material life. I am the soul, I am the Atma, I am part and parcel of Krishna. This is the realization. All these wonderful things come simply by hearing about Krishna. So why don't we do it? We're just lazy. We're lazy. This is, this is the, our, our problem. So, therefore we make sanghas like this sangha where devotees can come and hear about Krishna. You're all great souls. You could be doing a hundred other things besides hearing the Bhagavatam class. Talking on the phone is there, internet is there, social life is there. Many things are there. You could be a hundred things you could be doing. But you come to the association of devotees and their special power. And hearing about Krishna and association of devotees. Bhagavatam says, Satam Prasangat Mama Virya Sambindo, Babanti Ritkarn Rasayanam Kradha. That by hearing about the, the uh, chivalrous activities of Lord Krishna, our heart becomes soft. And Shraddha, Ratir, Bhaktir, Anukramishati, step by step, Kramena. Kramishati means Kramena, step by step. From Shraddha, our faith becomes very strong. We get a taste, rati, and bhakti. Bhakti means prema, prema bhakti. Prema bhakti ultimately is the effect of hearing about Krishna. Someone can turn the microphone off, please. Haribol, microphone off, please. All of these wonderful things happen simply by this wonderful process, just hearing about Krishna. And this is the process of coming to the stage that is discussed here in the purport. Uh, as described here one attains the ultimate realization of the personality of Godhead when one gives up the activities of the mind thinking, feeling and willing or in other words when mental speculation stops so how to go beyond the mind how to go beyond the senses how to go beyond bodily conception of life everything is based on hearing and this is not 
an easy process. Prabhupada mentions here in the purport. Uh, other processes of realization, Paramatma realization, Brahman realization, are sugyayam, not, not difficult, but to understand Krishna, the Supreme Personality of God, is durgayam, not an easy thing. Why is that? Because Krishna is controlled by bhakti. So to come to bhakti, the actual stage of bhakti, when our heart is melting in love of God, is very difficult. Not an easy thing. It's the highest achievement, the highest objective, the highest goal of life. Durgayam. To understand Krishna, the Parama Purush, the Supreme Go, the Adi Purush, the original personality of Godhead. To have love of God. This is our objective in life, our prayojana. Our prayojana is not just uh, anartha nibriti. Don't do this, don't do that. Rules and regulations. We have to come to the stage of raga, of feeling. Love of God, ruchi, rati. Feeling something. When the heart becomes soft, what is our condition now? Tadasmasaram hridayam bhateidam. Our heart is steel frame. Therefore, when we chant, we don't feel. Where are the tears? Where are the hands, hairs standing on in? Where is the voice choking up? We're not experiencing that because our heart is steel-framed. But that steel-framed heart is softened by hearing about Krishna. So bhakti is the most difficult thing because it controls Krishna. Many examples of that in Shastra. Uh, Arjuna controlled Krishna. Krishna's famous is Parthasarati. He'd sit on the chariot below the feet of Arjuna and took the reins of Arjuna's chariot in his hands. And Arjuna, the system of navigation with the chariot driver and the passenger and the warrior, was the warrior would touch the, the chariot driver with his feet, touch on the left-hand side, turn means turn left, touch on the right-hand side means turn right. So Arjuna is touching Krishna with his feet and Krishna is driving. He's serving Arjuna. Parthasarati is famous as Parthasarati, the servant of Arjuna. Nanda Godana Rakuala, we sing, that Krishna is taking care of nine lakhs of Nanda Maharaja's cows. He's serving his father. He becomes a servant of his devotees. He washed Sudama's feet. Sudama traveled at the... Uh, behest of his wife who is exp they're experiencing extreme poverty so she said go see your friend Krishna he can help us but Sudama didn't go there to get anything from Krishna and all he could bring was a few grains of broken rice but when he came to the gate Krishna ran out to meet him and he seated him on his own bed Sudama's wearing ragged clothing barefoot unshaven unbathed and Krishna's seating him on his own bed and washing his feet and sprinkling the water on his head and on the head of the family members. And Rukmini is thinking, who is, this? who is this man? Krishna is treating him like a god. This is Krishna's affection, his love for his devotee. This is the most difficult thing to get because Krishna is controlled by bhakti. Many examples, Mahabharata is full of examples of how much Krishna loved the devotees how much the devotees love Krishna. So bhakti is not an easy thing. It's durgayam. So we should have patience. It's utsahan nischaya dharya tattat karma bhavartan. We should have patience.
patience and enthusiasm, determination to achieve the goal because it's not easy. We, have to we may have to invest lifetimes to achieve the goal, but there's no other goal worth having than going back to Godhead. And this is the process. It's just to hear about Krishna and then all these other things come. Prabhupada quotes the verse in the purport, Atakshri Krishna Nama Abhi Nabhavit Grahim Indri Sevan Mukhi Jiva We conquer Krishna by vibrating our tongue and by tasting. We get sporty. We get revelation. Sporty means revelation. We get all of these things by vibrating the sound of Krishna's name <coughs> and hearing that sound. Krishna is conquered with the tongue. Krishna becomes available, tasting prasadam, vibrating his holy name, and hearing. Such a simple process has been given by Lord Chaitanya as we understand it from Srila Prabhupada. So he is only revealed, Prabhupada writes in the purport, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is revealed on the platform of Suchi Satma, the platform of pure devotional service. So we get that by hearing. We mention many places from Bhagavatam. There's many other places also mention the same thing about the value of hearing, but we're out of time. So if anyone has any comment or question, I can try and answer. Thank you very much for your presence. Thank you for taking time to hear about Krishna and Srimad Bhagavatam. Bancha kopantu bhishchaka ka sindhu gevacha patitanam pavani bhyo vaishwadi bhyo namo Thank you, Prabhuji. Uh, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. This is Nikunj Rasadas from German town, Maryland. Uh, from where, Prabhuji? Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. It was very nice to hear you, Prabhuji. Like, once your class starts, the flow, uh, like, we feel that uh, the flow should never end. But uh, we know that you are. They connected the conference many times. So we are fortunate to hear you. Thank you, Prabhuji. Thank you for being here. I was gone for, I was in, in uh, Delhi and Kanpur for two months. So this time slot was usually the time we're going to people's homes and doing Bhakti Riksha programs. So mm -hmm. it was very difficult for me to be able to schedule time with all of you. So my apologies. No, no apologies, Prabhuji. But, but it was such a wonderful experience. I mean, extraordinary devotees. This is my realization, my direct experience. Extraordinary young men and women have come to take shelter of Srila Prabhupada's ISKCON. And there's a very bright future just because of these devotees. I met so many wonderful devotees. Better devotees. Especially I'm going to these, I, these IIT campuses. We have a uh, uh, presence on the IIT campus in Kanpur, Kanpur mm -hmm. IIT, full of amazing young women, young men that are dedicated their life to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sankirtan mission, as we understand it from Prabhupada. Same thing in Rurki, in in, in uh, uh, Jodhpur, we have a group there also, and in uh, mm, where is this? I'm forgetting the name now. Anyway, there's four. All the devotees are because the campus is so big. There's four groups there on IIT campus, just to cover, just to make 
to take care of all the opportunities for preaching. So amazing devotees are coming and taking shelter of Srila Prabhupada's ISKCON. The future is very bright. That's really great, Prabhuji. Uh, nice to hear about this because preaching the young and neophytes is the need for this current age. So that is really nice service. And But at the same time, we are also blessed to hear you. Thank you, Prabhuji. Well, many, many of these young men and women are not neophytes. They're, they don't know their good fortune. They're young in terms of years, but in terms of their potential and their experience from past, past lives is uh, substantial. And all these people, that my feeling is that many of them had association with Prabhupada from their last life. And they come back to take advantage. Like all these people, I was just reading Govinda Dasi's new book. This uh, Swami Satchirananda came to visit Prabhupada when he was in the hospital after his heart attack. He's gone, but where is he gone? He was a Swami, but he didn't become a Krishna Bhakta. But he met Prabhupada. He brought flowers and fruits for Prabhupada. He offered his respects to Prabhupada. That was a very powerful experience for him. Certainly, he took birth somewhere to take up, to again take up his relationship with Prabhupada. All these, the pilots, the religious leaders, all these people that came in contact with Prabhupada, where are they today? Many of them took birth in Iskand. Many of my godbrothers took birth in Iskand. Again, Prabhupada said that many of my disciples will take birth in India to finish their devotional life. So many of these young people are, are natural devotees. They're born in family of devotees, many of them. They're deeply learned, renounced, and there's so much, and they're young, 25, 35 years. What will they be? I can't imagine what they'll be doing mm. when they're 60, 70 years old. I mean, so much has happened already. Yeah. The, the, the future is very bright. If we, if, if, I qualify that, if we stick to the principles that we learn from Srila Prabhupada and don't deviate, then the future is very, very bright. That's true, Prabhupada. That's true. So anyone has any question? Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Madharatnam to you. Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Guru Maharaj ki jai. Thank you so much for your association. After, yeah, two months, it's, and it seems like six months to us, because once you start coming regularly, then we are used to, uh, but they were, uh, you know, but you were, of course, busy with uh, preaching elsewhere, so that's really nice. And thank you for emphasizing on, uh, you know, the chanting aspect. Uh, it should not be like a background music going on. And then our mind is here and there. You had mentioned, and uh, so I'm. I will try to be more, you know, uh, concentrated on hearing because what I heard from few lectures and my reading is that uh, uh, we don't have to think about pastimes of Krishna and you know, uh, like. Uh, but what happens if we concentrate on hearing the holy name? Then they will they will themselves manifest, uh, you know, and also. That does not mean that we should not read Srila Prabhupada's books, uh, which is very important to do that. So our part is reading and hearing and chanting the holy name and hearing the holy name, you know, listening. And rest, yeah. uh, you know, will be taken care of. So it's amazing. All these things, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, 
everything actually in Krishna consciousness sounds so transcendental to me, you know. Uh, I don't know, like just, you know, you do this and this, this will happen, do this, this will happen. It's amazing. Um, so, you know, we have to develop more and more taste in Krishna consciousness and uh, go from there. So, um, thank you so much. I was really uh, thinking that I'm, you know, my uh, mind was like, I mean, there is so much of distraction in today's world, so much of distraction going on. That Very true. Yeah, and especially when sometimes you're not able to chant in the morning and you have rounds left, you know, there is like, I don't know, there's something going on in the energy. You know, there's uh, always there is something going on and it's so hard to concentrate. So it's better to chant in the morning actually, but sometimes you're not able to. And then it becomes very hard, you know, like we have to put our phone away, we have to put ourselves in one room and maybe, you know, just uh, half close our eyes and then concentrate and somehow, uh, you know, finish the rounds. And I really like that point you mentioned that uh, what Shri Prabhupada said, oh, 16 rounds done, okay, I'm done for today. Put the bead bag away. <laughs> so, uh, because uh, that's not the right thing to do. We should always do some extra rounds. And um, because we've taken that pledge during our initiation, that uh, minimum of 16 rounds. So 16 rounds is a minimum. We can go, you know, and there are so many devotees I heard who are... Uh, on Ikadashi and, uh, you know, different days, appearance of Haridas Thakur and so many other auspicious days, they do much more rounds, uh, 32 rounds, you know, 22 rounds like that. So on this auspicious days and um, I have not been following that. I've extra rounds, uh, uh, you know, like uh, during evening, I do extra rounds a little bit. Um, uh, so... Yeah, Prabhuji, thank you so much. Just some thoughts I was just uh, coming to my mind from repeating what you said. And uh, uh, it's uh, really, Bhagavatam is so much of, uh, so much of knowledge, you know, so much, so much of learning that uh, it, it's very, very precious book and, you know, like, we just have to, uh, you know, be very consistent in reading and understanding. And one thing that came to my mind is like sometimes, you know, uh, we hear that, don't read Prabhupada's book. Study them. So when this is said... Very uh, good point. Yeah, like, but Prabhu, like, what happens? Study them means, like, you know, start, I, I go back to my, uh, you know, remember, not the college time so much as my uh, 10th, 11th, 12th time, when we literally had to study the books. And then, you know, we were um, given questions, sometimes multiple choice questions are there, where you have to be thorough with your uh, uh, theory and all that stuff. So, on a daily basis, how can we convert that reading to study? I mean, um, because we don't have the pressure of exam or anything like that. So, I hear this so often and while I was giving comments, only question came to me. <laughs> so, if you can uh, explain how our reading can be like a study. Uh, so, that way, you know, we are doing justice to the books, Shri Prabhupada, Jai Shri Prabhupada. He said we should read Prabhupada's books with the, with the idea in mind that I have to teach what I read. Then recreational reading takes on, we get past recreational reading mode and we get in a more serious mode that I have to absorb this because I have to teach what I read. So if we have that thought process, that perspective, that what I'm reading I have to absorb because I have to be able to teach it someday. So we should read with that, uh, that in mind and, and our, our reading sadhana takes on a different 
quality. Yeah, just like um, um, what I had heard is, I don't know whether I'll say it in English, that it is in Chaitanya Charitamrita that, that uh, uh, each one of us is like a, uh, you know, is like a teacher. I don't know. It was said in some other uh, words. But uh, yeah, if we put a very nice Prabhuji, a simple answer that like, you know, when, we, uh, when a teacher comes to class, she has to be prepared on different subjects. You know, when she has to speak, write on the board and things like that. So you mean to say that when we are reading, we should read like a couple of times so we can assimilate. And then even if we have to say, uh, read a page or two of Bhagavatam or Bhagavad Gita, uh, we should be able to uh, kind of say a few words from our mouth, thinking that we're giving a class. You know, because it's not easy for everyone, because some people have memory issues. And there are some people who can talk for hours together. I don't know how, uh, like you said, there are such wonderful speakers. So yes, Prabhuji, even me, I always engage myself in hearing. Like if I have a lot of tasks coming, like in, you know, in USA here, we have to do cleaning, uh, bathroom cleaning, home cleaning, garage cleaning, car cleaning. There's so much of cleaning to do on a periodical basis, fan cleaning, you know, making sure there's no cobwebs in the house, so much to do. So I just, uh, uh, you know, put on the class. And sometimes everyday chant conference class and sometimes other classes, my Guru Maharaj classes, and Shil Prabhupada's classes. And I'm able to do so easily the task. Otherwise, the mind goes here and there. And sometimes the mind even gets restless. So suppose I'm like cooking in the kitchen and I know there's pin drop silence and I'm just cooking. So my mind will start thinking all kinds of things. So I just quickly put on Prabhupada's, uh, you know, like a transcendental kirtan. And then I'm able to uh, kind of, you know, connect to that... Uh, transcendental energy and uh, because uh, uh, one Mataji I was hearing yesterday uh, she's uh, uh, she's from Vrindavan and her uh, daughter is Kishori and she was mentioning that uh, like uh, when we hear Prabhupada's lectures and Prabhupada's singing this is not ordinary singing when he was singing it is it is all his singing everything is coming from the transcendental from the other part of the world spiritual world so we should always have uh, hear Prabhupada's lectures and uh, his kirtan. His kirtan are like very, very melodious. So uh, it was very inspiring to hear that yesterday. There was a like a, a, a chat between uh, mother and daughter and, and uh, mother is a Prabhupada's disciple. So it was very, very nice to hear that. I thought I'll just share here today. Thank you, Prabhuji. Mm. Yeah. Hare okay. Krishna. Thank you all. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Mm -hmm.